We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's November 22nd. It is 2023. We have 14, yes, it's not a mispronounce, 14 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. And let's just be honest, none of them are going to be as good as Atlanta and Indiana from Tuesday night. What a basketball game. Over 300 actual points, just wild. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes eight one nine. Keith, again, nothing wild <laughs> like that, but uh, we do have a monster, monster slate here. Yeah, massive slate before before the day off on the holiday for the NBA. Obviously, we'll have a a, a great football slate there for Thanksgiving, but uh, no basketball, so we got to jam it all into this Wednesday slate. Nice big fourteen gamer. Um, no two fifty two and a half totals, I think, and two fifty two and a half, like you said, not even close to enough. Uh, 309 points in that game just a wild wild basketball game we had uh cleveland and philly in overtime as well so you're gonna need a bunch of points uh if you're still sweating the tuesday night games with us pretty sure they locked the pacers into the next round of the um in-season tournament i think they won their group so yep uh yeah wild stuff um but yeah 14 games no time to mess around time to jump right in and have some fun with this slate if you haven't already, subscribe to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Help us out. We are trying to get 2,000 subscribers for the end of the year. I haven't been pushing it enough. It's probably not going to happen. But, hey, it can happen if you hit the subscribe button and help us out. Washington at Charlotte is where we get started here. 242.5 total in this game. Charlotte is a four-point favorite. Um, Wright is out for 
Washington, Cody Martin, Nick Lakina, Rogier out for Charlotte. Let's start with Washington. Uh, any thoughts here on the Wizards? Yeah, I mean, if there is a game that's anything like Indy Atlanta uh, yesterday, it is this game. Uh, big old total, like you said. Not quite to the extreme that we had yesterday, but both teams play fast, don't play any defense whatsoever. So definitely a game you want to target. Um, a lot of the teams on on back-to-backs, pretty much anyone that played on Tuesday is on a back-to-back here. So there is going to be some news we're waiting on, I think. But this being the first game of the night, I think you want some exposure here. Um, Washington side, I mean, Poole finally had that, that breakout game that we've been waiting for. The shot has not been there for him all season, but 30 points uh, in that game against Milwaukee last time out, still only 6,300. So Jordan Poole and his price, we, we've known this upside is coming. Uh, we've been chasing it for quite a while. Now he gets a fantastic matchup here against Charlotte. Definitely think you can go right back there. Kuzma has plenty of upside to pay off his 8,200 price tag. Avdia uh, as well, it, a mid-range price tag is, is certainly in play. Um, it gets tough from there for Washington. Trey Jones, not or Tyus Jones, rather, not playing quite the minutes that we want to see from him. So he's a tough click. Um, Gafford has a fantastic matchup, but again, it's a minutes thing for him. Uh, the price tag on him all the way down to 4,200. So Gafford with an out, probably the best matchup you can ask for, for a big man against Charlotte. I think he's very much in play. Even if he only plays like 26 minutes in this spot, he could certainly get there. Um, depending on what value we have, Koulibaly has been getting some extra minutes, but we probably don't need him on this slate. It, if there's news we're waiting on, I'd probably skip him. But Kuzma, Poole, Avdia, and Gafford, definitely in play for me. Yeah, so again, we got two of the bottom three defensive rating teams and two of the top ten teams in pace in the NBA. Another fantastic spot. Like, just an overall game that you want to target. This is a game even on a 14-game slate. You can have, like, two to four players from this game because it's such a fantastic game. So, I mean, Kuzma, I think, has the upside. I mean, Jordan Poole, we, we, 26 shots. If he's going to take this this many shots, like, finally, finally, we've been waiting. And, like, he didn't do anything else. He scored 30 actual points, didn't do anything else. Still didn't hit, like, DFS value, but, like, We've been waiting for him to take 25-plus shots. The other assists and stats will come. So, um, like the Gafford call as well at 4,200, I think that's too cheap for him, especially in this matchup. Charlotte continues to be one of the worst teams in the NBA against big men. Uh, Charlotte side here, I mean, this might be a spot we we look at ball at 10-2, and, you know, the price is, is somewhat tough. But Miles Bridges entered the starting lineup the other night. He played 45 minutes. Um, he's been a, a fantastic value play. Now he's at 7,200. It makes you think twice about playing him, but I don't think you think twice about it in this matchup. I mean, these two guys are the main pieces here. Um, Gordon Hayward is going to play a bunch of minutes. You get a little bit of upside here with Mark Williams. Um, wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I mean, this is a game. Like I said, I think you can get two to four pieces from this game. Yeah, definitely interested in the Charlotte side here as well. Um, the Miles Bridges thing, he's been an auto click the last couple of games at his mid 5K price tag. They finally elevated him up to 7,200. That's pretty much an appropriate price, but it is it is a fantastic matchup, like you said. So can definitely still play some Bridges. Um, LaMelo is fine. He's priced up, but he should be in this matchup. I think there's a ton of ceiling there. And Mark Williams is my favorite play on the Charlotte side here. 
6,500, but like this guy has shown a massive rebounding ceiling, 16 in the last one. He's been up around 15 multiple times this, this year. So definitely think you could still play him at 6,500. Washington, another soft matchup for big men. So love the spot for Mark Williams. Uh, Gordon Hayward, the other guy I really like in this spot. 6,400 is a nice price tag. I know Bridges has come, come in here and taken up a ton of usage, but uh, Gordon Hayward has still been fine. Uh, and now he's got a price reduction as well in a fantastic matchup. So I, I think Gordon Hayward is very playable. Probably don't get to Washington now that he's likely to come off the bench uh, as Bridges steps in for him. Um, Brandon Miller, playable in this matchup, but 5,300 is a little bit rich. Um, Mark Williams, my favorite play here. I'd probably go Gordon Hayward second. So I will say like PJ Washington, like moving to a bench role is going to give him more usage with that second unit. We just need the price to come back down to like 5k. Like we need, we need like when he has like that 35 point game to get like the seven X instead of like getting, you know, six X. So um, PJ Washington, we put him off to the side. We hope he has a few bad games and his price goes down and we can take advantage of it because his usage is going to be higher with that second unit than it is with like LaMelo and these guys on the floor together. Uh, Denver at Orlando facing my magic back-to-back for Orlando, uh, 218 and a half total Denver, a four point favorite in this game. Jamal Murray remains out for Denver. I assume no window Carter jr. For the magic. Um, don't know about Fultz. I know he's getting closer from what I've read. Um, he has resumed practicing, so we'll see on Fultz or not, um, whether or not he comes back. I, very young team. I don't think it, a back-to-back really affects this team too much. Uh, let's go Denver first. Jokic, um, you can't get ejected at 12-8, dude. Um, <laughs> you just can't. That was like, painful. Yeah, tough matchup. Magic, va- fantastic defensive team. Um, they rank first in defensive rating this season. They keep flip-flopping with Minnesota. Uh, what do you like here for Denver? Yeah, really tough matchup. Like you said, Orlando has been outstanding on the the defensive end. Um, Coming into Tuesday's game, they were number one in the NBA in defensive rating. I don't think their performance against Toronto did anything to hurt that. So really tough defensive matchup here. Obviously, you can play Jokic anytime, but 12-5 is a tough ask in a slower-paced game with, with a good defensive team on the other side. So not sure how much I get to Jokic. Of course, he can put up 80 in any spot, but I'm just I'm not loving this game environment overall. Um, Gordon is priced up appropriately now. Michael Porter Jr. kind of the same. Like Murray's been out long enough where all the pricing here has adjusted, and now they have this tough matchup against Orlando. So getting to Denver, I'm, I'm struggling with a little bit. I'll, I'll sprinkle in some Jokic just because he can always have that that type of game, but I'm probably out on everything else. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast yesterday for Toronto, and like scotty barnes has been fantastic i think he ended with like 34 fantasy points siakam was someone i I said you could take some shots on like 31 they just continue to shut people down um and Jokic is on another level don't get me wrong um Jokic can have a big game but like you're paying max price for all these guys because murray has been out so i'm probably gonna put denver on the shelf in this one if anything maybe take a couple shots on like reggie jackson um just because he's 5,600, but it's a 14 game slate. By the time 6:30 rolls around on Wednesday, we're going to have a lot of value on a 14 game slate. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Uh, Orlando side here, Goga. I mean, he had a big game on Tuesday night, played a lot in that one. Um, I don't know how much, like, 
how much you worry about like him potentially getting in foul trouble here against Jokic, but and like Toronto uses so many big guys that maybe that's why Goga played so much um, on Wednesday, but he ended up I, I think with like 31 minutes in that game, um, just absolutely filled up the stat sheet. Like he didn't he didn't do anything, but he blocked a ton of shots. I don't know how many he actually blocked, but I think it was like three, four, or five. Um, so. Just been a fantastic defensive ad for the Orlando Magic this season. Um, again, like looking at Paulo and Franz Wagner and these guys, it's just tough. Um, Cole Anthony potentially, but I'm probably staying away from this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much staying away from this game as well. Um, the Gogo playing so many minutes on Tuesday actually has me a little fearful they, they'll cut back on him. Maybe you could take some shots on Mo Wagner, just assuming that Goga plays fewer minutes and and also has potential foul trouble um, against Jokic. But like you said, there's going to be so much value by the time this slate kicks off. I don't think we need to be playing these fringy pieces here in the early games. Um, if Fultz makes it back, it makes everyone else pretty much unplayable. Cole Anthony had a nice game on Tuesday night as well, but if Fultz is playing, I can't go back there. Don't have a ton of interest anyway against Denver, um, even if, if Fultz misses again. Franz is okay at that price, but nothing, nothing to love here. I like, like you said, probably just stay away from this one being an early game here. Oh, Orlando. Yeah. Just, they're a tough team to figure out They're They're so good defensively that like they're hurting their, their offensive ceiling a little bit. All right. We got Milwaukee at Boston. Big game here. As far as competitiveness, um, two and a half total Celtics, a five and a half point, favorite in this one on the milwaukee side crowder remains out lillard is probable and then on the boston side uh they're good to go looking at milwaukee first i mean i talked about this the other day malik beasley has been playing a lot of minutes with jay crowder out um i think that continues here he's now 5k like DFS wise, I don't know how much we get to Malik Beasley, but I mean, the minutes are nice. Um, I made the mistake of saying don't play Giannis the other night. He went 20 for 23. He shot 87% and stuck it in my face. Um, he was dunking on me. What do you got here for Milwaukee? Yeah, it's tough. Tough matchup against Boston. Dame and, and Giannis together. We still don't quite know what this is going to look like long term. I think it's starting to come into focus a little bit, though, and that's that Giannis is still going to be the alpha, and Dame is going to kind of have to be the one that yields. So as long as Giannis is under 12K, I think you can definitely take shots on him. The The upside in this game just c- comes from it being a competitive game. Like, Boston's a really good defensive team, but Giannis can win in any matchup. So I think you, you have to have a little bit of interest here in Giannis. Um Like, overall game environment doesn't look great, but if it's a close competitive game between – two really strong teams maybe maybe like they just they get back and forth in that fourth quarter and you get big minutes out of out of the stars and that's how Giannis ends up getting there I don't have any interest in anybody else outside of Giannis on on the Milwaukee side yeah I don't even know how much I get to Giannis to be honest but I mean I made that mistake once already this uh, week so um play him anytime you want (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Boston side, like Tatum continues to be fantastic. Um, I, I don't think people realize just how good he's been this season. He's averaging 28, nine and four. He's 10, three is expensive, but he's averaging 49 fantasy points per game this season. Um, he's at the top of my list as far as like 
you know, seeing how the slate kind of shapes up, Milwaukee is not as good as they were, you know, over the last few years defensively. I think Tatum could have a big game. I mean, you're rolling the dice with everybody else, Porzingis, Brown, Holiday, White. Like, they're going to have good games from time to time, but I think, like, Tatum's going to give you, like, the most consistent ceiling um, on this team. Yeah, I agree. It's Tatum for me. The the Tatum Giannis stack would be really tough to get to. Maybe we have enough value to make that work, but he's really the only guy I have interest in here. Um, Pritchard did see a nice little bump in minutes, 33 minutes in that last one. Um, I don't think we can expect to see that again, but like just I don't know if he's going to be out there that much at 4,700. Um, this is a good matchup against Milwaukee, like you mentioned. Derek White is the other one that I have slight interest in. Just the price tag of 6,200 is a little bit rich. I wish, wish he was like 5,800. I would have more interest there. Um, Holiday's too expensive. Brown and Porzingis, I just don't think they have quite the upside that Tatum does. I, I would try to find a way up to Tatum, but just, again, not an overall exciting game. It really isn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, real life basketball, it's great, but yeah, DFS yeah. wise, not, not very exciting. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it'd be really interesting to see how this game kind of shapes up tomorrow. Brooklyn at Atlanta. This game is currently sitting at 233 and a half, and Atlanta is a four point favorite. Atlanta on the second end of a back to back. We'll see if any injury news comes out tomorrow. Ben Simmons, Dennis Smith Jr., Cam Thomas out for Brooklyn. Uh, we'll start here with Brooklyn. What do you like here for the Nets? Yeah, I mean, fantastic matchup. We just saw Indiana put up how many ever points, 150, whatever. <laughs> um, so you have to have some interest here in Brooklyn, especially with Atlanta coming off the back-to-back. Um, the pricing is a little bit tough. You can always pr- play Bridges. Claxton uh, is is in play at 5,900, I think. The minutes have not quite been all the way back since he came back from the injury, so a little caution there. Don't like playing Dinwiddie much. I think Lonnie Walker might be my like price adjusted favorite play in this game. He's kind of taken on that, the uh, Cam Thomas role with him out. Like they need a scorer in that secondary, secondary unit for sure. And Lonnie Walker's put up 17 shots and 18 shots in his last two games. The minutes are up as well with Dennis Smith jr. Out. So Lonnie Walker looks like a pretty attractive value piece at at like 5,900. I'm not sure how many people are getting there. Um, but the, just noting that usage bump here in the last couple of games for him, Cam Johnson very much in play at, at, at 5,700. He does a little bit of everything. He's going to be out there for a bunch of minutes. Um, that's probably about where I'm stopping here. I feel like I should have more interest in this Brooklyn team than I do. Just getting to Bridges is tough. Dinwiddie's not attractive, an attractive play typically, and Claxton hasn't been playing the minutes. So that leaves Cam, Cam Johnson and Lonnie Walker as my two favorites, I think. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Claxton gets a little bit of a minute bump here. Um, My favorite play from Brooklyn is Lonnie Walker. Um, The minutes, the shots, the usage. I mean, this is a guy that chucked 11 threes against Philadelphia the other night. Um, So I worry about this game staying close, um, to be honest. But, I mean, you can't project blowouts in the NBA. You know, you can have an idea of who's going to beat who. But projecting blowouts is where it gets, you know, tricky overall. But, yeah, I mean, I have interest in Lonnie Walker. Um, I mean, you could take shots on Bridges and Dinwiddie, and I wouldn't talk you off of them. This is a fantastic matchup for them. Uh, The Atlanta side of this one, I mean, defensively, like the defense is going to be a little bit down here for Brooklyn. Um, What do you like here for Atlanta? I don't know. Coming off that game, like Trey Young played almost 40 minutes. Um, Just I don't love him in this spot here on the back-to-back. 
I think Jalen Johnson is fine. Uh, Murray played a bunch of minutes as well. I think I'd go Murray over Trey just for the savings in this spot. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really concerned about Atlanta. Like they they played a bunch of minutes. It was a super fast paced game, so I feel like we could see. Like it wouldn't surprise me to see one of Young or Murray pop up as questionable for arrest type situation in this spot. Um, if, if that's the case, if we get one of the stars out, then the value becomes incredible here on this Atlanta team. Uh, Bogdanovich would come into play there. Bay had a nice game on Tuesday night. I think you can go back to him at 4,900 if he's going to continue to get run. Kongu's price is climbing now, and he wasn't even that great on Tuesday, but like he's a guy that I don't mind shots on. Just I wish he was 4,500 instead of 5K. Um, yeah, tough spot for Atlanta on the back-to-back after a really fast-paced game last night. Yeah, definitely interested to see what the injury report looks like. Um, if everybody plays, I mean, I I was way, way, way too heavily invested in Sadiq Bay, um, props-wise and DFS-wise, but um, I would go back to him here at 4,900. Like, I really like his current role with the Atlanta Hawks. I think he's a really interesting play again. Uh, Toronto at Indiana. Hey, the other team from that game, uh, both these teams on the back-to-back. So we don't have an injury report here Two thirty-seven and a half total. The Pacers a four point favorite here. Uh, I, Toronto bounce back spot. I mean, you go from facing one of the worst or toughest defenses to facing one of the worst defenses. I mean, this is a spot we hope people got a little, you know, I don't know how many people played Toronto to be honest on Tuesday night, but hopefully you got, yeah, hopefully you just get some game log watchers. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Raptors? Yeah. I mean, you have to love the matchup here. Uh, Toronto plays at a slow pace, unfortunately, but Indiana should speed him up here quite a bit. So Scotty Barnes has been amazing this season. Uh, Once he was up above nine K it's like, okay, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on Scotty, but back down to 8,600, in one of the best matchups you can ask for. I like Scotty Barnes quite a bit here. Siakam, I, I just don't know if the role is consistent enough to take shots. 8K is a very attractive price tag, so I think he's fine as well. Um, Schroeder at, at 6,500 has kind of been inconsistent as well, but I think there's upside there at that price tag. Pirtle doesn't play enough minutes for me to want to go there. Um Ananobi, kind of the same thing. We, we've seen him under 30 the last two. I'm not sure exactly what he played um, Tuesday night, but just I'm probably not getting there. It's it's Barnes is the main target here. I think you could play some Siakam and Schroeder too. Uh, Pacer side, I mean, Halliburton, what a game. You know, just yeah, absolutely incredible. smashed. Um, 26 points in the third quarter. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> nine threes. He made nine threes. <laughs> 37 and 16. Um, what a, what a game. And like expert survey hot hot take today is I put down Halliburton's going to have a 30-20 game. I was close. Um, Almost. <laughs> yeah. If there was ever a spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to the well on Halliburton is kind of tough here. The matchup is much tougher. He's coming off of a monster game. Back and forth, running back and forth all night. Um I just I'm not in love with the Pacers here unless we get some news that like people are going to start sitting. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like same same feelings as I had on Atlanta. Like coming off of that game, man, they they just have to be gassed um, as quick and as much up and down as went on in that game. Like Indy also rolled out a really weird lineup uh, with Nemhard getting rolled out. They sat uh, topping, they moved to the bench, but then he played 
like 33 minutes and Neesmith who started for him only played like 20. So keep an eye on the starting lineup here. Like Indy is doing some weird things with their rotation. Um, Isaiah Jackson, they've been getting involved even more like Jalen Smith barely played. The, the Indy rotation is all over the place. So unless we get some people out with injury here, I'd be, I'd be concerned about taking some shots here. Um, Matt, what did Matherin end up doing here? I'm pulling that up real quick on the fly. Um, yeah, Matherin only played 20 minutes. They moved him to the bench as well. So just some weird stuff with the, the Indy rotation. Maybe that was in part because they knew the back-to-back was coming. So maybe a guy like Matherin who only played 20 minutes on Tuesday night is very much in play here. Um, I don't know. The more I'm looking at it, like Matherin is, is the guy that's popping off for me here. But just being on the back-to-back, it's it's tough to know. Yeah, I mean, Turner, if Turner were to sit here, potentially, I mean, Obi Toppin would be someone I think you could take a shot on. So I think you're you're really kind of paying attention to the injury report. Excuse me. Oh, man. Excuse me. Um, paying attention to the, the, <laughs> the Toronto game puts me asleep. Um, <laughs> I was looking at the next game when I yawned just for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Miami at Cleveland. All jokes aside, uh, two thirteen and a half total here. Miami heat, a two and a half point favorite bam, probable hero, Kevin love and RJ Hampton out for Miami, uh, on the Cle- Cleveland side. Like, I don't know if Mitchell will be back. Um, I did read a report that he's getting closer and we don't know if Levert is going to be back or not, whether they were just sitting him on the first down with his knee bothering him. Uh, let's go Miami first. I mean, the guy that has definitely benefited from Tyler Hero being out is Bam, but now he's 8,900, um, or I mean, he's been expensive here recently. What are your thoughts on this Miami team? Um, Duncan Robinson hit like, he had like 10 or 11 points in the first quarter the other night. Um, what do you like for Miami? Yeah, tough matchup here against Cleveland, but we got to keep an eye on that injury report. I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland kind of does some things. Uh, Garland banged his wrist in that game as well. He was favoring that heavily in the second half. So Garland sitting in this game would not surprise me, especially if Mitchell can make it back for this game. But definitely keep an an eye on the injury report for Cleveland. I would not be surprised at all to see some people pop up there. Really tough matchup for Bam, assuming that Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are both playing this game. Just And that kind of makes it unexciting overall because Bam is typically the guy I like to play here on Miami. Um, Butler just hasn't been shooting the ball as much this season. Um, he had that one breakout game a couple of games ago. But overall, like his usage has been down. He's still 8K. Duncan Robinson's price has come up enough, and he doesn't do much outside of scoring to where he's – a major target for me. Um, Kyle Lowry is pretty much washed at this point. Hakez, I suppose, at 5,100 is, is an okay target. His minutes have been trending in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, like it's a tough matchup for Bam. I'm not interested in Jimmy. Robinson and, and Hakez, probably the two plays here if you're looking for a Miami piece. Yeah, Jaka is at 5,100. Like His price has even come up now Yeah, where it's tough. Uh, Cleveland side, I mean, it all really kind of depends. Like you said, Garland, um, that would be huge. Um, if Garland and Levert and Mitchell sit, like, is Craig Porter Jr. like 95% owned? Yeah, best play on the slate by a mile. You just click his name and, like, (laughs) uh, 
play him. Um, he crushed again. Like he had a good game. He scored 30 fantasy points. Um, his price has come up a little bit, but like if Levert, if they both sit again, like if Gar- even if Garland plays, if both Levert and Mitchell are out, you go back to Porter Jr. here. Um, someone was asking me earlier in chat on Discord if like what scenarios are you playing Porter? Well, playing Porter if Levert and Mitchell are out or like Garland, like two of those three guys out, I'm playing Porter. Um, He's, he's definitely earning minutes and and playing really well right now uh, for this team. And I mean, they, they're coming off a big win against the 76ers without Mitchell. Um, So shout out, by the way, shout out to Tim on the podcast yesterday. He really liked Cleveland. Um, I think it was like plus seven. So what was it? It was Cleveland plus seven and a half was the, the bet. That nice we talked call. about on the podcast, and yep. he could have just bet the money line. It, what? It, <laughs> that's not a good call. Call the whole money line. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, paying attention to who's in and who's out here. But Craig Porter Jr. 27 minutes again. Um, he would be a phenomenal. What do you like for Cleveland? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, uh, not only a back-to-back, but an overtime game as well, and they're traveling. Um, so very tough spot here for Cleveland. That's why – and Garland bang, bang, getting banged up a little bit in the second half. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some rest situations. I think Craig Porter Jr. is going to be very much in this in play on this slate. I don't know exactly who's going to be out, but I think a couple of guys are going to be out at least. And if you get all three of the guards, Mitchell Garland and Lavert out, Porter's le- legitimately the best play on the slate. Uh, Max Struess has to be in in the conversation as well. Another great game from him on Tuesday night. Forty four minutes though, like man, they are they've shown a willingness to just run this guy into the ground. So I don't know, a guy who's pretty reply, reliant on shooting, playing forty four minutes is a tough ask for him to come back and put up another, another nice game. But depending on who's out, I might have interest there. I think Mobley is is in play at seventy eight hundred. Don't love Bam being on the other side, but. Um, Jared Allen went off too. Finally, we've been waiting for it and waiting for it. Um, the price is still at sixty three hundred. I think Jared Allen's playable in the spot. Um, I don't know. Got to see. Got to see what the injury report looks like. Um, if if more guys keep missing, Yang, it would be intriguing. Wade p- probably plays a handful, a bundle of minutes, but just doesn't do much out there. Did did grab quite a few rebounds Tuesday night, but we'll see what the injury report looks like for Cleveland. I think it's definitely a wait and see thing. Yeah, you, you have to wait. Like, you just have to wait. So, 
All right, Clippers and Spurs. We just had this game, right? Didn't they just play against each other? Yep. Like, yeah, last game out. 124 to 99. All right, uh, 230 and a half total here. Clippers, a nine-point favorite in this one. Injury report-wise, uh, do they have it submitted? Oh, Vassell questionable and Plumley out. Boston Jr. out. Okay, so nothing's really changed for these teams except for Vassell. Um, Vassell is questionable instead of doubtful on the injury report night before. Uh, Clippers side, hey, they're starting to click. Um, what are they, 3-0, 4-0 since they moved Westbrook to the bench? Shocker. Um, <laughs> and, like, James Harden has been playing better. Um, like, he's getting more involved in, like, assists. I think I read the other day. He had 10 assists, zero turnovers for the sixth time in his career. Um, so that's the kind of stuff you want to see uh, from the Clippers. But DFS-wise, this is a tough, tough team to figure out right now. Um, I mean, they I mean, they obviously crushed them the other night. But you don't want them to – you want close games. And I just don't know if San Antonio is going to keep this game close enough. Um, I'm probably off the Clippers here. Yeah, the blowout risk is real for sure. Um uh, Paul George is the one that went off in the last matchup. Uh, Harden and Kawhi both kind of underperformed. Harden was the most popular of the three, I believe, uh, on that slate. And I think it makes sense to go back to him. Just him being the cheapest of the three, he doesn't need to do quite as much as a PG or Kawhi would need to do in the spot. So I think I keep chasing that Harden breakout game. Like you said, playing much better since Westbrook got moved to the bench. Uh, handling the ball more. The assists are way up. Like there, there's a game coming where he's going to put up like 25 and 10 or 12 uh, assists. Like that, that game is coming for James Harden. The price tag at 7,900 is really attractive. So if San Antonio can keep this game even remotely close, like I probably have a rule where I need a San Antonio piece on the other side if I'm playing Harden, but I, I do want some exposure to Harden. Like flip a flip a coin between uh, Paul George and Kawhi. Like there, it's just going to be so hard to figure out which one of those guys is going to have the ceiling game. And I don't think I need to chase it on a 14-game slate, but just still still interested because of the Harden price tag. Yeah, I mean, you're hoping that he has that 10-20 game. Like, get that 10 assists and get those 20-point type of game. Yep. Um, Spurs side, gosh, if the game stays close, that's kind of what you're hoping for here. But, I mean, maybe Keldon Johnson, like, if Vassell sits again, but I don't have a ton of interest in this team um i will say on the other side really quick i forgot to mention dormant Powell. talked about him a lot the other night about like his new current role with like westbrook getting put on the bench and norman powell's been closing games for this team and close games so i don't hate norman Powell at 5k and i totally forgot to mention him um san antonio what do you got for us today yeah it's it's tough um tough spot for wemby the uh, uh, Clippers have a lot of size, a lot of strength, like just veterans that can really body him and keep him under control. We saw him struggle against them last game. That wasn't surprising at all. I think it's another tough spot for him. So the upside uh, outside of him is, is really tough. It was Keldon that, that popped off a little bit in that last game, but I don't know if I love that. If, if Vassell plays, I think you can play him at 6,200. Um, he could be a guy who could score a bunch of points as they try to keep this game close. Maybe Sohan is the other guy who could could kind of fill that role where he's just having a, a really hot shooting night and help helps keep this game close. For value, if uh, Champagny is still in the starting lineup, I think you can go back there. 
the the minutes have been inconsistent even in the starting role um and the production has been inconsistent as well like he had that great game his first game in the starting lineup with 35 points but he's been under under 20 dk points each of the last three but at 4100 i think you can still take shots there all right moving along we got chicago at okc taking on the thunder 224 and a half total here thunder a seven point favorite um it's the thunder or 10 and four um always it's throwing <laughs> me good, off man i mean SGA is awesome they they have done a great job over the last few years building that team um kind of how i feel about the magic like i wouldn't put the magic in that like the magic if they could get like an sga type to go along with paulo oh man be fun to watch um so yeah chicago side here injury wise everything looks okay there's a lot of probable here so you'll see a lot of question marks on the thing and then Jalen Williams um, out for the Thunder. Going Chicago first here. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. I think Levine has the highest ceiling on most nights. Um, so, like tournament wise, it's Zach Levine for me. I, I could see, I could see a guy like Vooch having a good game. He struggled the first time these two teams played against each other earlier this season. Um, I could see him having a little bit better game. He scored 36 fantasy points. It's not like he struggled. He just didn't have a big game. I like Levine the most here. I mean, in large field tournaments, I think like depending on what type of value opens up today, you could potentially take a shot on Kobe White. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Levine call. Vooch is the one that I really have my eye on here. Like, like I know Chet's length is going to be a problem for him, but like he really should be able to do whatever he wants inside against him. Um, I don't. Know, it feels like this should be a decent matchup for Vooch. Just being the veteran over a young guy like Chet. The problem is Chet is so long that he can recover, even if he gets beat or bodied down a little bit down low. Like he can still recover because of his length and block a shot. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going back and forth on the Vooch matchup. Feels like it should be a decent one for him. Um, just DeRozan hasn't done a whole lot this year. Ha- hasn't shown the ceiling at all. Um, needs to score at least 30, 35 points for him to even be relevant. The Chicago team is a mess. It's hard to like anything here. Um, but I do have some interest in the Oklahoma City side. Just maybe I just play Oklahoma City without Chicago runbacks because this like the Bulls team is is tough to get a handle on. Um they play really slow as well. But with Jalen Williams out for Oklahoma City, I think there's opportunities there. Yeah, I mean the Thunder side of things here. Um I mean, obviously SGA towards the top, tough matchup. You know, Chicago's a tough team. Put up 60 fantasy points against them. I feel like he's the overlooked, like, stud that can get you 60-plus. Um, he just – he doesn't get the ownership that some of the other names get um, in this price range. So I definitely don't mind looking at SGA here. After that, it gets, it gets interesting on trying to, like, figure out, like, how the minutes are going to play out with Williams out. Because, I mean, Williams is a 30-minute-plus minute guy per night. So – what are your thoughts here on the Thunder? Yeah, the the price reduction for SGA is the thing that jumped out to me. He's been above 10K all season long, I believe. I'm just, yeah, every, every game this season, he's been above 10K. So, like you said, the matchup against Chicago isn't great. They they guard the ball really well. They play slow as well, which is not ideal. But 9,700 for SGA, who has flashed 60 fantasy point upside multiple times this year, I'm, I'm still interested at that price, especially with Jalen Williams out. Um like that that opens up some usage. Like 
Jalen Williams just does a little bit of everything for this team. So more rebounds available, more assists available. Um, I have interest in the secondary pieces here. Giddy really struggled in that last game without Jalen Williams, who he's kind of the one I feel like would benefit the most from Williams being out. But I don't know. Um, Kaysom Wallace is the guy that jumped into the starting lineup, but he did absolutely nothing. So it's, it's just hard to get a gauge on the last game and how it played without Jalen Williams. I feel like Giddy should be in play here. Um, I know SGA is in play. I definitely have interest there. Uh, and I think you can always play Chet for the upside. He he didn't have a great game without Jalen Williams the last game either. So um, I don't this the slow pace of Chicago does worry me a little bit for the game environment. But the SGA price is is extremely attractive. Um, maybe Dort at forty seven hundred. He just hasn't done anything offensively, so it's really tough on a fourteen game slate. Looking like it might just be SGA that I have interest in. Yeah, it's like a they're they're ten and four. They're having a fantastic season. They're playing great and it's SGA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Holmgren in like certain matchups that I don't think this is the one you want to play him in. So right. it was like the first time these two teams played, it was the first game of the season. Um, the Thunder did win that game by 20. So um, and, and it's tough. It's tough, you know. And, and Chet things. wasn't playing as many minutes back then either. So I, I don't mind shots on, on Chet at 7,500. I, th- I think he's probably the second piece. Like, Giddy just hasn't had the role. Like, I really expected him to have a decent game last game, and it just didn't happen. So I think Chet would be the, sec- the second piece I'm looking at here. For sure. All right. We got Sacramento at New Orleans, 236.5 total here. The Kings, a two-point favorite in this one. Duarte questionable, uh, Ellis out, Lynn out, Lyles questionable, Keegan Murray questionable for Sacramento, McCollum, Murphy, Matt Ryan out, uh, Larry Nance questionable for the Pelicans. We'll start here with Sacramento. Man, I was so high on Fox the other night, and he just had a terrible game in the same matchup. Shot two for 12 from three, just had a really – it was it was a really bad shooting night. It was the worst shooting night of the season. It was on the second end of a back-to-back. Just didn't have a great game. I think this is a spot you go back to the well if you like the upside for De'Aaron Fox. I think this is a spot that he could have a really solid game. And then watch how the injury news kind of plays out here for Sacramento. Um, if Murray ends up missing this game, going to be minutes. There's going to be minutes to go around. Like Matt Ryan, he's a guy that plays like 20-plus minutes most nights. So, Watch the news here uh, for Sacramento. There could be some nice value pieces here. Yeah, I, I love the Fox call. I'm, I'm going right back to him, too. Like, he's a guy who looks like he's on the verge. Of, like, he kind of broke out last year, but he, it looks like he's taking a legitimate step forward into, like, I don't know, just a really good player. Um, like this Kings team quite a bit. And Fox is, is the engine here. So definitely think you can go right back there. Sabonis at 10-1 is always tough to get to, but there's definitely ceiling um, in that spot. Herder coming back, a little bit interesting. Um, A a guy who definitely needs to put a bunch of points in the bucket to get there in value, Um, but he's a guy who can shoot some threes and and get there. If Murray were to miss, that, I think that opens up some things, definitely. Got to keep an eye on that. Like It's not like you would want to run to Harry Barnes or – anything but maybe Duarte if he plays and and Murray misses would be extremely interesting he's still under 4k 
Um, Davion Mitchell has kind of gotten his role back. Like they tried out Keon Ellis for a little bit, but it seems like Mitchell is kind of the guy. So Ellis keep an eye out, on the Murray. What's that? Ellis is out. Yeah, right. So that's why Davion Mitchell is, is the guy I'd be looking at there. Um, yeah, there, there's some injury situations here to keep an eye on for sure. Duarte could come into play. Davion Mitchell could come into play for sure. Yeah, I mean, if Duarte and Murray end up sitting too, I mean, just I think that's where like a, a guy like Malik Monk, you hope that he gets like 32 minutes. Like you hope that he gets over that 30 minute mark um, and has that like ceiling type game. Could see Harrison Barnes having a good game on the the Pelican side here. I like the price for Zion. I think the price is really fair at 8,400. Um, he's just, he's taken really high efficient like shot attempts. He adds stole like steel, steel upside and block upside. I think Zion is probably my favorite player here from the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The uh, the $8,400 price tag is is really nice. It's an up-tempo matchup against Sacramento. So I'm, I'm with you. Like the minutes have been kind of capped in that low 30 range for him. Um, but that's why the price has come down to 8,400. Like Zion, if he's playing 36 minutes, should be 9K plus. At 8,400, I'm definitely willing to take shots, even if he only gets 32 minutes. Um, I think you can take shots on Ingram as well. Um, I, I do prefer uh, saving a little bit of money with Zion. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher. And then these secondary pieces are all interesting as well. Like with McCollum out, we've seen a couple of different people step up at different times. Herb Jones had a nice game last time out. Don't love the price tag at 6,300, but um, he went for 38 fantasy points in the last game. Dyson Daniels has been playing a bunch of minutes, but just hasn't been all that productive. Hawkins is a guy we've seen pop off a time or two. Like it just depends on what kind of value we have on the slate. Because if I'm needing plays in the mid range, these Pelicans are definitely guys I would be looking at. Uh, you mentioned Matt Ryan being out, a guy that that generally plays a few minutes, so maybe a bump to guys like Hawkins or Najee Marshall even potentially. Like you just, I don't know. It depends on the value we have on the slate. They're they're not like elite value plays, so it's very possible that better value will open up. But if it doesn't, then then I have some interest here in, in secondary Pelicans. All right, up next we got 76ers and Timberwolves, 218 and a half total here. Minnesota at five and a half point favorite. Philly's on the second end of a back back. Minnesota, no McLaughlin, no McDaniels, no Clark. Um, as far as Philly goes, I assume. I have uh, Kelly Ray, they said like another week or so. Um, so we assume he's going to be out again. I don't think anybody else sits here for Philly unless um, I missed something, but I didn't see anything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go 76ers first here. Um, tough, tough matchup. We we talked about the Magic. We've talked about Minnesota being tough. Uh, what do you like here for Philadelphia? Yeah, tough matchup against Minnesota and on the second night of the back-to-back. So, again, like this, an Embiid rest spot would not surprise me at all. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what the injury report looks like, but I'd, I'd be pretty concerned. 
Maxi is all the way up to 9K. Like, not to say he he doesn't earn that with his role at this point, but it's it just it's a little bit of sticker shock at this point. Same can kind of be said with Tobias Harris up at 7,500. Like, Philly has gotten price bumps, which is not great on the second half of a back to back and a really tough matchup with Minnesota. So, I don't know. I'm initial thoughts looking at the Philly pricing and the matchup is that I'm I'm just out on Philly. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I mean, you can always take shots on Embiid. I hate this matchup for him. You can always take shots on Maxi. Hate this matchup for him. Um, yeah, just I'm out. I think on Philadelphia. And honestly, I don't have a ton of interest in the Minnesota side of this game either. Um, I, I will say, like Edwards is someone in the prop market that you could always look at, like his point props. But he um, hasn't been scoring as much recently, and this is not the best matchup in the world for him. I just, I don't love this game overall. Yeah, I, I don't either. Uh, Philly has been playing faster this year, but still really good on defense. And Minnesota is always a difficult team to figure out because like they just, they spread the ball around. Like, and as, like you said, has not been hitting those ceiling games as often that this year. Um, Cat at 8,300 is, is fine. He can find ceiling, but is he really going to do it if Embiid plays? Probably not the spot that I'm chasing that. Um, don't love the Gobert price. Yeah, I mean, just not not enough to like here on, on Minnesota. I, like Nas Reed's minutes have been below 20 for five, six games straight now. So even though his price is now under 4K and he's a huge per minute guy, like don't think I can do it against Philly. Probably out on this game altogether. Yeah, I mean, that's... We have all these games that have like these 230 plus totals and it's like, it's so exciting to get, it's so exciting for, for those games. And then you get this game and you're like, I hope it stays. I hope it just, I hope no one has their ceiling game. Like I, I could get away with like, I could get away with like Embiid having 60 fantasy points at this price. I could get away with Maxi having 50 fantasy points at this price. So I, I just hope that they don't have a ceiling type games. Memphis at Houston, 213 total. Another really low total here. Houston, a five-and-a-half-point favorites. On the Memphis side, Adams, Clark, Kennard, Morant, Marcus Smith, Tillman out. Houston side, Victor Oladipo out. Um, and Thompson still out. Memphis side, a lot of pieces out. I mean, some key pieces here with Marcus Smith, Tillman, Kennard. They're all guys that play minutes. Um, we've seen the prices rise on some of these guys that are benefiting. What do you like here for Memphis? I mean, we have to mention the Santi Aldama 60 ball in the last spot. Like, where did that come from? He jumped in the starting <laughs> lineup randomly and just dropped 60 fantasy points. Scored, he don't shot think anybody thought, times. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I don't think anybody thought he had that in him. He, don't get me wrong. He's a nice fantasy player when he gets the run. But 60, I don't think anybody thought had in him. Um, don't expect that again. Like, I think he's still playable at 6,100. Just like you don't need 60 fantasy points, but don't definitely don't expect it. Um, you can always play Bain and Triple J for their ceilings. Not a great matchup, though, like you mentioned. Houston, another one of those surprise defensive teams. Like they've, they've been much better on the defensive end this season. So not a great spot. I think Bain is my favorite play here. Aldama, if you want to, if he's, I assume that he's going to stay sticking in the starting lineup after that performance. Um, Gilliard has lost a ton to run here recently. Zaire Williams has lost all of his run. So the rotation is kind of hard to figure out. Um, and it's a tough matchup. So 
Nothing I'm in love here. I think Aldama and, and Bane would be the top two. Santu! <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I mean, you can always take shots on Triple J in large field tournaments. He hasn't been playing well, but that has definitely made his price come way down. He has 50-point upside on any in like on any given slate. So I mean, I don't mind potentially taking some shots on him. Um, you're gonna get a few like value pieces that are gonna project well in this game. So um it'll be really interesting to see what the minutes look like projection wise. But yeah, I mean, we've had we have a little bit of sample size on like what we're looking at here with Memphis with these guys out and it's still tough. <laughs> I mean, it's still yeah. tough. Uh, Houston side, I mean, I think this is a good spot for Van Vliet. I, I feel like he could have a really big game here at 7,700. He's kind of another one of these like mid-tier range options that I could see playing really well. I always like taking shots on Sangoon in a monster game the other night against Golden State. Uh, what do you like here for Houston? Yeah, tough spot for Sangoon. Um, not that Bismack is great on defense, but uh, you always have Triple J lurking there to help protect, protect the rim as well. So don't love this spot for Shangoon. I think it would be Van Vliet or Jalen Green that I'm looking to to find a little bit of upside here. Um, I don't know if I can get to, to much else beyond that. Like, Don't love the spot for, for Jabari Smith. Easton not playing a ton of minutes, and the price tag is like 4200 for a guy that's going to play 18 minutes more than likely. I don't know if I can do that. Great, great per minute producer if he gets the run, but just there's too many bigs here for for that to happen. Um, Jalen Green at 6300, I think is if you don't want to take shots on Van Vliet, who's been a little bit inconsistent. Um, Jalen Green has been as well, but I, I think the scoring upside is still there for Jalen Green. All right, moving on, we got Utah. The Jazz getting they were getting blown out by the Lakers last time I checked. Um, oh, they're still losing by 21. So, um, I, I just want everyone to know Jordan Clarkson just ruining my night. Uh, this game has a 225 and a half total. The Jazz, a four point favorite. Um, yeah, Utah on a back to back and Portland on a back to back. So, we won't have an injury report for this one. Let's go Utah first. I mean, I assume Kessler will still be out. And like I said, we're just getting absolutely wrecked. Wrecked by Jordan Clarkson. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I feel you, Derek, in chat. I feel you. All right, what do you like here for Utah? Yeah, I mean, you have to love the matchup against Portland here. Um, although Brogdon is back, so maybe they're a little bit better team than they have been over the past few weeks. But, um, man, I don't know. on the play. What's that? Uh, do you think he plays? On the back-to-back, you're probably right. He probably sits. I, Hamstring I think... injury, missed five games. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right there. So that that's intriguing. Um, definitely hurt, uh, hurts the uh, Portland defense a little bit. I'm just trying – like, Keontae George is still playable at 5,600. I don't know that I get to market in this spot, especially if there's blowout risk if Brogdon sits. Clarkson's price is, is now up to 7,500. Like, I really want to play him more in the 6,800 range. So, not sure I get there. Um, Collins has been playing phenomenal. That He might be my favorite play. His price is coming up, though, too. Uh, I think they're just priced for this matchup is, is really more the thing. Uh, THT at 5,300 is in play. Even off the bench, he's been, been fine in this role. Minutes are inconsistent, though. So, just know you might just 
end up with only 21 minutes out of him or something like that. But I think he's in play at 5,300 in this matchup. And and who knows who gets the blowout run. It would be another thing. Maybe we get a little, a few answers if they, if they wave the white flag here against uh, the Lakers, maybe we get some answers on who could see some blowout run. Sexton is a guy that comes to mind in that spot. Um, yeah, I'm just, they're all kind of appropriately priced in my opinion, um, getting bumps for the matchup. Yeah, I mean, for me on the Jazz, they're a really tough team. Um, like you said, Collins or Marketing are okay, but they're not my my favorite plays here. I mean, I don't necessarily hate Sexton, but you're always worried about his run. I, oh man, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I probably am staying away from Utah in this spot. And then on the Portland side, they have enough people out um, that matter, like Henderson and I mean, obviously Simons. So, like, if Brogdon sits, I have a ton of interest in Portland in this game, so I would likely run it back with one Utah player, maybe Clarkson again, because I like pain. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I do. It, it's very fun. But, yeah, I mean, on the Portland side, it really just depends on, like, if Brogdon plays or not, because if he plays, it really, like, all these guys are priced for him being out. Um, so if he sits, that's where we get some value here for Portland. Um, we'll see what they do. He played 25 minutes on Tuesday night. We'll see if they play him on the back-to-back he dealing with a hamstring injury and he was out for five games so it'd be interesting yeah the fact he didn't play a ton of minutes maybe he has a chance to play if he would have played like 32 minutes on tuesday night i was there's no chance he's playing but they took it a little easy on him maybe they're doing that so that he can play in this in this spot but like that's really what i have my eye on uh skylar mays is a guy who would definitely enter the conversation if if brogdon sits um, the price was starting to get up there, but it's kind of corrected now that that Brogdon came back and played at 6,400. He's playable at that spot. Um, Eaton was, looked like he was going to smash in that game Tuesday, but just ended up falling off a little bit. Hasn't been great this season, so not a lot to like there. Sharp is a guy who's playing a ton of minutes. He's probably my favorite option here, even though he's struggled a little bit with his shot. Like He can, he can pop off for these big games. Jeremy Grant, another guy that's playing a ton of minutes. And this is like, I'm probably only playing anybody from Portland if Brogdon sits, but those guys would be interesting. That's where I'm at. I want to see like if Brogdon plays or not. Yeah. I do want to note that um, Duop Reith, their backup center, has been seeing a lot more run here recently, and he's a big per minute producer. Um, So, like I said, it's a 14 game slate. Who knows what the value is going to look like on this slate? But if we're starved for value, he's not a play that I hate. He played 13, play 13, yeah, 13 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Kamara, um, 39 minutes again. Continue to watch that. Uh, Golden State at Phoenix, 232.5 total here. Suns, a 2.5-point favorite. Phoenix on the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, Draymond out, suspension, and Gary Payton, questionable. Um, I read a report from Devin Booker. Looked like he came up um, limping, so we'll we'll kind of pay attention to that. I think he was able to finish out the game, though. Uh, so just that would be huge, obviously, for like Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon type plays. Um, so pay attention. Watch that news. Golden State, what do you like here for the Warriors? Not a ton, honestly. Like it's like it's a tough team to figure out. Like with Draymond out, Steph is priced up. I don't know that I'm, I'm getting to a ton of these guys. Chris Paul was – was pretty good the last time out. Um, I don't know. Kevin, Kevon Looney, but they keep on doing this weird thing with Saric where Saric started for a couple of games. 
So it's hard to trust Looney's minutes at this point. I don't know. Golden State is just a tough team to figure out right now. Even without Draymond, there's not a ton that I'm interested in, honestly. Yeah, I like Chris Paul's point um, point assist like prop. Um, I was just looking to see if it was out yet. It's not out yet, but it'd be interesting to see what that comes in. I think like 21, 21 and a half and under. Um, I like the over on 21 and a half. So it, I hope it comes in at that line because, I mean, I think Chris Paul is someone that is going to continue to see an increase in usage um, and assist rate with Draymond out. And like Clay is now getting to the point where you're just you're taking shots on him and just hoping he has that like lights out game because he's so cheap. Like yeah, fifty eight hundred for a guy who can score forty actual points in a game. Granted, it's been a really long time since we've seen it, but theoretically, it's still in there. <laughs> he had his first twenty point night the other night, like against Houston. That's it was the insane. first first time this season he scored twenty points, but he came back from injury and like started slow last year. Um, and obviously, like maybe he's just getting off to a slow start, but he's too cheap. Uh, especially with like Chris Paul dishing out the rock, man. Uh, the Phoenix side, I like Kevin Durant today way more than I probably should. I think that Kevin Durant, um, just absolutely goes bonkers in this game. Yeah. I, I like that call. He's been playing incredible here recently. Um, obviously didn't get the run Tuesday because they blew him out. I think golden state has a better chance of, of keeping this game close. If Booker is is out, then, I mean, Durant's the best spend-up on the slate for sure. Um, Gordon would definitely be a guy that jumps into the conversation if Booker happens to miss on a back-to-back. Uh, Grayson Allen as well. I don't know. It, it's Durant only if, if Booker plays for me. If, if Booker sits, then I think Gordon and Allen are, are good looks. Yeah, I mean... It would if Booker is out. Um, I think you're bumping up a lot of pieces here. I could see Nurkic having a good game if he got the minutes. Um, that's what you're worried about the most here. He played 27 minutes against this team earlier this year and scored 39 fantasy points. So like, he has a little bit of upside, and just kind of want to see like if, if this Booker thing is really a thing or not. Because um, it, it really kind of de- depends on like how you're going to approach this team. All right, Dallas had a lay taking on the Lakers, 234 and a half. Uh, Mavs, a one and a half point favorite. Lakers on the back to back. They're going to get the rest people because they're absolutely smashing the Jazz right now. Um, Seth Curry is questionable for Dallas, and Cleaver remains out. So let's go Dallas first. Uh, Luca, 11 8, playing with Kyrie. Really haven't seen that like huge ceiling game for Luca. Um, almost needs to be like 10 2 <laughs> like uh, i know it, it, it's, wild, it, but... it's wild but it's true right so yep. i just don't have a ton of interest here like the the secondary pieces on like lively and like hardaway their prices are like weird for a slate like this like i don't know Derek jones jr is someone but i just i don't have a ton of interest in dallas outside of like closing my eyes and clicking luca and hoping he has a big game <laughs> against the lakers yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. Like, we just aren't seeing it near as much as we're used to. Um, so until that price adjusts, but it's hard for the price to adjust because about the time that it does come down, Bammy scores 70 fantasy points and it's right back up to 12K. So I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. Like, it it feels crazy to sit here and say we can't play Luka in, in daily fantasy, but that's kind of where we're at with Kyrie and how this team is. Like, I need that price to be a little bit lower. Um 
What's crazy is I think I'd rather play Kyrie. Just because of the savings. Yeah, at least yeah. his price is like coming down and adjusting for it. Like Kyrie under 9K, I think there's room for 50 fantasy points there if he's going off. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that completely. I'd, I'd rather play Kyrie, which is crazy. <laughs> not things you think you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, man. Um, the Lakers side, I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis are both under 10K. So I wouldn't be opposed to taking a shot on one of these two guys. Um, I don't know if you get to both of them because you probably want to run it back with like a Kyrie. What are your thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, I, I, it'd be AD for me, I think. Just LeBron on the back-to-back, I could see them being – I know he's probably not going to end up playing a ton of minutes on Tuesday, but still, like I think they, they'd be pretty cautious with him in the spot. Um, so a, AD for me, I think he has a little bit higher ceiling anyway. Um, especially like Dallas isn't great inside. Austin Reeves is a guy you can certainly play coming off the bench should have a, a huge usage rate. So I, I think you can continue to play him unless the price adjusts, but 5,600 very much in play. Um, Cam Reddish left the game early, which is worth noting because he's been playing a bunch of minutes. Um, I would not be surprised if he sits in this next game. So Max that brings Christie, in, right? Uh, he, yeah, he's... Max. He's, he's played been getting 16, a lot of run He's played 16 minutes and garbage time hasn't started yet. So he's 3K. I was going to mention that too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was like, yeah, no. Max yep. Christie is who I was thinking. Yep. Love that call. Um, I, like, I think Torian Prince's minutes would be more secure as well. But yeah, I, th- I think Christie would be the biggest benefactor. Maybe Rui gets a little bit of extra run. Like, Reeves is, is going to get his either way. So I think you're looking further down for, for the guy. I, I love the Christie call. Or like Hachimura. I yeah, just, really. you, like, you're not, I don't know, you're not playing Prince. Like, the dude, he might be the worst point per minute producer in the NBA. <laughs> For real. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. If we don't see you all, hope you have a f- happy and fantastic um, Thanksgiving. Yes, wild card. We've already been over this. Clarkson crapped the bed. My goodness, I agree. I am not tilting. I am not tilting. I'm not tilting. I'm very tilted, but I'm not tilting. I had a really good team going. Um, really good team. Was very high on the Atlanta indie game. Clarkson got the ownership. I had him and Hachimura, so like I was around the reddish news. Um, my 2v2 swap today, Keith, you'd be proud. My 2v2 swap today was fantastic. It was it was um, reddish and... Oh, what's the dude's name from Philly that's been playing some minutes? Springer? Yeah. To, and I switched to Porter and Hachimura. So, oh, well. Yeah, nice It move. doesn't matter when Clarkson stinks. <laughs> anyway. All right, morning grind game. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? So, obviously, we're waiting. We're going to be waiting on news all day. News is going to be breaking all day with 14 games. Lots of teams on back-to-back, but... Craig Porter Jr. has been incredible in his opportunities. I'm pretty confident one of Garland or Mitchell is sitting in this game, possibly Lavert as well. Craig Porter Jr. is going to be going to be a smash again. I'm going to go to the game we just talked about, and I'm going to go Max Christie. Um, and I just, yes, I just wrote this down. Um, I mean, like, listen, with Reddish getting hurt in the game. They're probably not going to – it was like a groin injury. He's probably not playing a back-to-back. Um, no. So Max Christie could play like 20 minutes here. 25 minutes would be fantastic, but like 3K, like 20 fantasy points is doable. Uh, so, yeah, Max Christie. 
is who I got for this one. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Dame Lillard, 9,100, tough matchup at Boston, and it's just going to be hard for him to find a ceiling playing next to Giannis. So I'll go Dame. I'm going to go Maxi. Um, I'm not saying Giannis today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Maxi. Tough matchup against Minnesota, 9K, tough, tough price. Um, so give me Maxi not to go 5X today. Who's your favorite 6X play today? Give me Mark Williams. Love the matchup here against Washington. Dude's been rebounding the heck out of the basketball. Still only 6,500. I think there's plenty of room uh, for some upside at that price in this matchup particularly. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, I mean, both centers in that game I think are yep. interesting. Like we, you talked about Gafford earlier. I think it's a good spot for Gafford. So uh, my... 6x play today is zion i think the price on zion is just right like it's he's he has upside at this price he has consistency and like he scored 45 fantasy points the other night with three rebounds three rebounds and 45 fantasy points so i think zion the minutes are slowly creeping up to like 33 34 you get that 35 36 mark one of these games and like the price tag is just good for zion so i like him a lot today uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. It is a massive, massive slate. Who do you got? I don't know how many people are going to catch on to this guy's usage bump here recently, but I've got Lonnie Walker. Love the matchup against Atlanta. We love to picking on them on Tuesday night, going right back uh, to this matchup here. Lonnie Walker's been shooting a ton of, uh, been taking a ton of shots. So 5,900, kind of filling that Cam Thomas role. Um, not sure how popular he's going to be, but I'll, I'll take some shots. I love that call. Um, we talked about him. I, I, Yeah, I'm with you on him. Um, I like it a lot. I'm going to go Zach Levine. I don't know if Zach Levine's going to get a ton of ownership today or not. I feel like he's in that like no man's price land. Um, but I like Zach Levine a lot. He has that questionable tag on DraftKings, which you know potentially helps his ownership a little bit. Uh, I think this is a spot Levine could go for like 45-plus fantasy points at 7,300. So really good spot for him, and um, hopefully he shoots the ball well. It's always about shooting with Levine. Um, any bets or props or anything like that, um, jumping off the board, I just looked and there wasn't a ton of stuff up yet. Um, is there anything that you'd like even in the betting market here? Yeah, there wasn't much out when, before we jumped on here, just doing a refresh, I think on a prize picks where I was looking only the Washington Charlotte game was out. Um, and there wasn't even a rebound prop for Mark Williams, which I was looking at. Like if Mark Williams is at nine and a half rebounds, I'd be interested in that over. Um, yeah, there's, there's really not much out at all right now. Yeah. I like the Mark, Mark Williams. Um, his rebound is 11 and a half. Ooh. Yeah. It's a big number. I don't know if I like it as much at at 11 and a half. I can see Gafford at 18 and a half, um, in that game points and rebounds points and rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he should have to get some run here. You would think with, with Mark on the other side. Yeah, you just always worry about foul trouble with Gafford. Um, yep. But if he got the run, um, I could see him having a 10-10 plus type game here. Um, I The one that I like a lot today, I already talked about it, is Chris Paul point and assist. I want to see what that kind of comes out at. Um, hate it. I mean, it's almost midnight. We usually have a lot more, but it is a massive slate. So um, sites are always careful on big slates like this. So, uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, injury news is obviously going to be huge. Like we just we talked about things we like, but it could change drastically by the time we get to lock. 
Oh yeah, pay attention. Um, it's massive. It's 14 games late. 14 yeah. games. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday talking basketball. Hope have a good one. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you then.